Coming to you from somewhere along the Ohio-West Virginia border, welcome to Nostalgia Highway, the movies you know from the guys you don't. We thank you so much for hitching a ride along with us today. I'm your host, the Mayor Matt Logsdon, and with me as always are my two esteemed co-hosts. I am the Lord Ketchum. And I'm Dave King of the Road. Alright guys, so today we're going to kick off Summer Camp Slasher Month with Sleepaway Camp from 1983. Dear Mom and Dad, I've been at a sleepaway camp for almost three weeks, and I'm getting very scared. Welcome to sleepaway camp. Someone is watching you. Hey, Baba Reba! Someone is waiting for you. Someone wants to scare you to death. Turn it! Turn the wheel! Oh my God! Sleep away, camp. You won't be coming home. With permission from Aunt Martha, Angela goes off to Camp Arawak for the summer with her protective cousin, Ricky. Angela is a quiet and shy girl, traumatized by an accident at a young age. Shortly after their arrival, bizarre and unexplained occurrences begin to happen at the summer camp, leaving a grisly body count. Who or what is killing off the campers at Camp Arawak? Alright everybody, just want to remind our listeners and anyone that is unfamiliar with how we do things, we are on full spoiler alert here on Nostalgia Highway. We may not disclose every detail, but there will be major and minor spoilers discussed in this episode. And with that, I hand this off to, to the mayor here. Okay. Alright, so I'm going to start this off with a question. So just knowing what we know about this movie <laughs> and what is contained therein... Do you find it odd that the movie is dedicated to director Robert Hiltzik's mother at the very beginning because she's a doer? Yeah, it's weird. I think it's I think it's a little odd. The ending considering the movie. Yes. I I I wouldn't have dedicated it to my mother. I wasn't aware of that. Yes, dedication. Yeah. Honestly, that that is shocking. Yeah, it's shocking as the ending. Not as shocking as the okay. ending. Nothing's we'll, as shocking we'll as the ending. We'll get to the ending. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this was actually shot in the fall and obviously supposed to be set in the summer, so the crew members had to kind of pull a Halloween from 78 routine, and they yeah. had to, they didn't have to gather up the leaves, but they had to spray paint them brown yeah. to make it uh, look like it wasn't fall. And I didn't realize that until I did the well. In the very beginning watch. of the movie, it clearly is fall. It I mean, very much looks they like couldn't fall. do everything, mm-hmm. you know. Right. So, it, yeah, it's continuity. This isn't a perfect movie. No, 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 no. <laughs> it has it's not at all. Not at all. It has <laughs> a lot of flaws. It has quite a bit. This is a movie where you just gotta overlook. You the just <laughs> kind of take it for what yep. it's worth, you yeah. know. But but uh, if you do that, you're in for a good treat. Yeah, absolutely. You're in for something that... It's indescribables. Yeah, pretty much. It's <laughs> just... Wow. It's not lit AF, though. <laughs> but, uh... So we get this, uh... What we find out to be a kind of a flashback scene with, uh... 
the children and the man out in the boat. And we end up getting a pretty brutal boat death that we really don't even see anything. No. But the way it's cut and shot, I don't know. It was kind of shocking. It was like, oh, whoa, holy shit, what just happened? The only thing I have to say that I didn't like about this is where they were set up. Because this chick that the guy let take over the reins of the boat here is just literally driving straight for the shore. (laughs) You know? Yeah, it's it's kind of weak. Yeah, (laughs) right. There's there's a lot of things you have to look past and over in this movie. Just yeah. forewarning you, hitchhikers. But uh, it's cheesy and campy. Oh yes, I mean, it's fun. It yeah. is. It is. It it it's not ashamed of what it is. No. <laughs> it's somewhere between Ernest Goes to Camp and uh, Friday the Thirteenth, isn't it? I hear you. I, <laughs> I I get you. I can agree with that because that's a pretty broad spectrum. So. Yeah, well. <laughs> it's in between there. It is sure. in between. <laughs> but uh, the award for uh, weirdest family relative has to go to fucking Aunt Martha, who is played magnificently, oddly enough, by Desiree Gold. Ugh, yeah, I don't like her in this movie. To be honest, I'm not a fan. It's, it's like she's—I don't know. She's talking to herself all the time, and. Uh, it's it, like she's on Broadway or something, you know? I don't know it's what like, it is. Her life's a musical. <laughs> she's got to talk that way. I don't know. It just it just seems weird and off-putting. I would hate to have that 24 hours a day. Oh, I couldn't live with that. <laughs> I probably would have ran away if I was really. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But it, I don't know. There's something about that scene with her. I, I just, there was a part of me that I, I wish she would have came back in the movie because she's so just off her rocker that I'm I'm curious and I'm fascinated, you know? But oh wow. Yeah. It, it just it's it's over the top. I think they used her just enough. <laughs> but <laughs> it could for this been, it could have been the train wreck that you were pulled away from when you felt like it was too soon. You wanted to watch some more That's a good point. And when when you realize it sucked. Right. <laughs> you're like, oh Yep. I wish but, somebody would have pulled me away. But for this movie, I don't know. I feel like it works. That performance works, uh, as we end up finding out. But uh, one thing that she did in that scene was she tied a string around her finger, which... Reminded me of It's a Wonderful Life, to be honest. Okay. Like, Well, you you all know what that, symbolically, what that means, right? No. It's just, it's a way to not forget. You tie tie something around your finger, and that's all that it is. And that is a very, very old practice that yeah. I don't think is even alive today. And I think if, you know, newer viewers to this movie would see that, they, they would have no clue as to right. what the hell is going well, on. Well, maybe if they've seen It's a Wonderful Life. Cause or the, the Brady Bunch. I'm pretty sure Cindy has to do that in one episode. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. The crazy <laughs> uncle or whatever, he has like multiple strains on his fingers and shit. And that's how he loses the, the bank. And, okay. shit, and it's a wonderful life because he forgot. He's like, "Oh my god!" He yeah. looks at his looks at his hand. And forgot about the the strain. Did we? <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. So we cut to the arrival to Camp Arawak, and the award for creepiest camp cook has to go to Artie, who was played <laughs> by Owen Hughes. Perv of the year. Wow. <laughs> I yeah. just... no background checks on this guy. <laughs> I mean, and he's not even hiding it. 
Right. I mean, he's just straight up out there, like, look at all this fresh chicken. I'm like, the dude, what? The 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 uh, the other guy who's in the kitchen. Ben. With him. Yeah, Ben. Man, he he's just giggling and laughing the whole time when he's talking about that. He's just like, oh, <sighs> that's just that's already you I'm know. <laughs> you know who that is, right? Who that who's is? That? Uh, who played Ben? That is uh, Robert Earl Jones. That is James Earl Jones's dad. Oh, really? Hmm. Yes. This is dad. That is his dad. Wow! Holy yeah. shit! Okay. I thought I sensed the dark side in him. Star Wars. Star Wars. Oh man! Wow! I did not know that. But uh, Robert Hiltzik actually went to the camp that they used for filming, and it was uh, when he was a kid, and it was Camp Algonquin in Argyle, New York. And it was near Summit Lake. It just kind of makes me take something from what uh, Joe Bob Briggs had to say about this in his commentary about the movie on The Last Drive-In was how bad was this camping experience for him as a child to make this movie (laughs) and then to make it at the same place you went to as a child. I mean... That's how you work shit out. (laughs) Man, I guess. It's his therapy, right? Right. Wow. I hope he worked it out. I hope it's not based on a true story. Oh, right? God. Man. But I'm sorry uh, for anybody that year. Right? <laughs> but Angela, who is our main character, I guess you could say, is played by Felissa Rose, and her catatonic thousand-yard stare is great. She has those big eyes, and she's just so mousy-looking. Yeah. And it... I don't know. It just works. Yeah. Um, she... I, did you? She got paid five thousand dollars for this movie. That was yeah, it. That's about what. Yeah, that's, that's about. That's about what scale. That's why she's yeah. on the convention circuits to this day. Yeah, <laughs> I mean five grand for just pretty much staring and looking catatonic and stupid all the time. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, that's a pretty good take for a thirteen-year-old kid. Yeah, right. But I, I, this movie is not filled with good acting. Okay, no. and. I mean, I feel like she did fine, uh, but, I mean, she didn't have to do much for most of the movie right. besides stare. So, uh, did you know that Jane Krakowski, who was Cousin Vicky from National Lampoon's Vacation, we reviewed on episode 12, she was originally cast to play Judy? Yeah, I did know that. Mm. But yeah. she ended up turning it down, and from what I understood... The best I could... It was kind of vague, but from the best I could understand, it was she didn't like where the plot went, and she stayed sure. away from the movie. I can hear you. And <laughs> it sounds like she might have just ended up doing vacation instead. Yeah. Okay. So... Good choice. But... Uh, yeah. Ronnie, who is kind of like the lead counselor, he's this buff... Looking just New York as fuck, dude. <laughs> he reminded me of like uh, Vinnie Barbarino. Yeah. Some shit like that. A little bit. <laughs> I mean, this dude is jacked, and he's played by Paul D'Angelo. And the scene where he's in the cafeteria and he's got them red short, like, dude. 80s. Holy hell. I mean, good grief, man. Well, just That's so, style, man. I mean, it? just so we're clear. I mean, uh, the guy was poking through his shorts. 
okay? And there wasn't much there to begin with, and you couldn't miss it. The mayor was checking right out there. what was poking through his shorts. You couldn't miss it, <laughs> man. Yeah, you couldn't. All right. You couldn't. Oh, it's man. just, but yeah, it's the 80s, and man, it's this movie is chock full of a lot, if not all of the I remember. On the, I remember on the rewatch, Ricky goes up and talks to his, oh shit, the um, the ex-girlfriend from the year before, Judy, Judy yeah. And um, I remember he, he came up with his shorts on, like the short shorts yeah. and um, the long socks with the, the stripes, the stripes and everything. Stripe, yeah. Dude, I mean, that's what I wore in first grade. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah, I remember wearing those. Yeah. It's terrible. Absolutely. I remember wearing that. But... Uh, the scene in the kitchen where Ben and our pedophile head cook Artie are cooking corn, that is the biggest fucking pot I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it's a pretty big pot. That is yeah, gigantic. To That's require like, a ladder, uh, you're making too much. Yeah, he was on his tippy toes trying to take it off. Right! Yeah. That is gigantic. But <laughs> we end up getting uh, our... This is our first... It's questionable if this was a kill scene because we don't know if he succumbed to his injuries or not. But when he was taken from the scene, he was alive. Right. I'm not going to say well, but he was alive. But our killer uses the point of view approach in this, and it's like really sloppy camera work. Like it's all clunky, and it's like, it's just like, all right, I'm just going to set the camera down right here. You know, that's just kind of what I felt like. It wasn't smooth like it was. For the opening sequence in Halloween, right. you know. But. Yeah. <laughs> so you're saying they used an unsteady cam. Very unsteady cam. <laughs> Alright. Very, very. But Artie ends up getting scalded by this huge pot of boiling water that was going to be for corn. And Just I'll tell you... It's great practical effects. Yeah, right I was going to say, like, his, his scalding burn, that, that is... Solid makeup work. Yeah. I really like that. Yeah. I really like, you get a little bit of the bladder effects. It's real subtle if you're paying attention, but I like that. Yeah, they used like a special technique um, doing that. They had to lay him down flat on the ground, and then they pumped like um, like a gelatin or something. Yep. Into his to give that. Um, Pulsing. Yeah, that pulsating effect. Yep. It's really cool. It's good. It's really nice. <clears throat> it's one of the. I. I, I think it's one of the crown jewel scenes in this movie as yeah. far as... I mean, his acting was shit. Well, I mean, he's just screaming. Yeah, I mean, he just got it's just, I mean, it's I don't know. not very good. Well, I mean, I don't know. Who's <laughs> to say that's not how you'd react after yeah. getting a gigantic pot of boiling water dumped all over your body? I don't know. But the makeup work, top notch. Yeah, I like it. Good. Real good. Fair enough. So Mel is our uh, owner of this camp, and it was played by Mike Kellen, and this was his final role, actually. Uh, he was really sick during uh, filming, and he ended up passing away from lung cancer before the movie was actually released. But he played Uncle Ty in uh, Just Before Dawn, you? that we just reviewed in episode 14. And uh, he plays a sleazy, scummy, schemy maybe racist <laughs> camp owner okay. the way he kind Marshall of buys too yeah yeah absolutely yeah <laughs> with the, the meg character yeah. yeah absolutely and he just i don't know it's so different from his character in uh, he's a whack job in that movie too yeah but he's <laughs> calm yes yeah, he's yeah. calculated yeah. i guess you could say but 
but yeah, this was his last role, and uh, it's a shame because I, I really, even though he plays a sleazeball in this, I, because of my love of Just Before Dawn, I pay attention to his character in this movie. Yeah. And, uh... He's a solid heel. He is. He does a good job. With that chomping that cigar all the time. And, yeah, it's good. I like it. But, uh... So, they called it the mind over matter, whatever, in this. But I gotta ask you all. I I grew up... It was called the Atomic Sit-Up. But did any... Either of you succumb to... Being prey to the atomic setup and being no. pranked into that. Never. No. No. Never. Did you ever hear of it? No. No? Not no. I didn't knew something was up when somebody covered my eyes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah no. that's a gimme, dude. I ain't playing. Okay. <laughs> no. Hey, man, okay. cover, close your eyes. Yeah, no. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, it's kind, of, it's kind of a giveaway whenever you know, you're know you in a room full of guys and they say, here, yeah. close your eyes. Hmm. No. <laughs> yeah. Especially in the 80s. I will say my dad tried pulling this on me, but I caught wise to it before. Had not. you seen this movie? No, no, okay. no, not at all. <laughs> not at all. No, this was when I was way younger. Right now. But, uh, okay, I was just kind of curious about that. But, That's funny. Uh, yeah, like we kind of talked about with the clothing. I mean, like all the fads at the time, the cut-off t-shirts, the mid-drifts, the striped socks, the short shorts, the visors, the bandanas. These are my people. I mean, it's just an <laughs> overload, man. I mean, it's just in your face. Jean cut-off shorts, all of it. Even more so than Stranger Things Season 3. Uh, you know, I have not yet got to that yet. No, I haven't missed anything. Mwah, it's good. Oh, Lord, The Lord comes in with a... With a thumbs up or I'm in the middle for sure. I've heard very conflicting uh, reviews about season. it, which this okay. doesn't surprise me hearing this. So it's the second best season. So yeah, I mean, it's okay. It is what it is. Stranger Things. <laughs> Tell us, Hitchhikers, what do you think of season three? We love it. <laughs> <laughs> so Jonathan Tierson, who plays Ricky, Angela's cousin, he comes into the, like this dance or whatever it is with this. Cowboy hat, just I don't know. It's so ridiculous. It's like, why are you even doing this? And I mean, I grew up in the '80s, and I just that doesn't that seems forced, I guess. You knew that dancing was big in the '80s, man. You know, people were dancing all the time. Well, I know, but I'm talking (laughs) about the cowboy hat. I mean, it just I don't know. It just urban cowboy. Yeah. Also, that's what... Okay, so you're trying to harken back <laughs> yeah, to that? Okay. That's where I was going. Okay. <laughs> all right. I just... I don't know. To me, it was just with all the clothing fads we had yeah. thrown in our faces to this point, I was just kind of like, really? With a Converse t-shirt and a cowboy hat, we're just going to stroll in. Okay. All right. Look, I wore the Austin 316 shirt longer than it was relevant, you know, <laughs> into my adulthood. Oh, but you're a king, so who cares? Um just saying, I get the, I get what's going on there. He's oh. carrying on the urban cowboy phase a little bit longer than he should. Okay. So, gotcha. Don't judge him. <laughs> All right. So Jonathan Tiersten and Felissa Rose, who play cousins in this, they actually had an off-screen fling during the filming of this, but it didn't really last long. But during this dance formal gathering or whatever the social. hell it is, social gathering. Uh, Angela finally speaks. She says goodnight. Yep. So sweetly. So nicely. 
so innocently. So elegant. I mean, plenty of times during this movie I sat and thought, yeah, she's the killer, but never once <laughs> did I think what else she was. But Right. <laughs> Just I don't know. Nice. I felt like upon first, when you first watch this, they, they create enough doubt to where... Could yeah. it be Ricky? Could it be somebody else that yeah. we don't know? And it, it does enough. It does enough to lead you astray from you know who it plausibly will be. And they specifically used a male actor's hand. I mean, he was yeah. a teenage kid, but he was still a male actor. And right. They used his hand. And well, they actually showed hands. Uh, I guess Felissa Rose's parents did not, or maybe just her mother, didn't want her in performing the scenes whenever there was a kill. So, like, whenever, like, the scene when Artie gets burned, whenever you see the hands grabbing onto the chair, that's actually Jonathan Tierston, Ricky. Okay. He did those scenes. He right. filled in for those. Which so. made you think, you know. Well, yeah, and then it, it, yeah, it creates more... Yeah, you know, the shadow of doubt. That whodunit yeah. aspect. And, yeah. and that's the thing, too. And I like whodunits. I, like I do, too. Whodunits. I like the whodunit slashers, and but I don't like the whodunit slashers where they 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 make it to where you can't figure it out. It's someone that you never saw coming. It's not a character that's been introduced. I hate yeah. those. I feel like that's a that's, <laughs> that's cheap, and it's a cop-out, and it's... I don't know. You guys I, ever seen Murder like by it. Death? Is that the... the Comedy, like comedy parody. Yeah, we of, um, talked about old, this. Uh, yes, been a while. yes, it is. Yes, Investigative yes, it is. movies yeah. and stuff. That's awesome. Highway, go, go listen to that. Maybe we'll review it one day. Okay. I like Murder by Death, though. Check it out. The um, eyeballs and the pictures. <laughs> the moose. Yeah. yeah. Say your goddamn propositions. <laughs> <laughs> we get okay. nudity in this movie. We just don't get female nudity. So there's a all male, and it's a big group, skinny dipping scene. Yeah, it's kind of. I have no words. Yeah, me and the guys never did that. No, (laughs) not ever, not once. And it was after they tried convincing this group of girls to go skinny dipping, and they're like, "No, we don't want to." I'm like, "Oh, fine." You know, be sticks in the mud or whatever, and they'd run off, taking off their clothes, and they all jump in. Well, butt ass naked. Butt ass naked. It's weird. It's weird. I would not have wanted to been there. I wouldn't have done that. that. Yeah. yeah. I'm just gonna say when we were camping last week and we were next to that frog pond, I would have not ever considered saying, Hey guys, you wanna go for a Yeah, nor would, nor would I have followed you and agreed. <laughs> you know? I mean, especially you know. That's what I'm saying, man. What the fuck happened to this director? You know, uh, in his yeah, childhood. Exactly. Seriously. I mean He's seen some shit. to make mom this is for you right because you're a doer man but the boys uh, in uh, Ricky's cabin they screw with that Mozart kid a lot the kid with glasses there's always that one kid and and is it because he has glasses and I think he's the only one that does have glasses in this movie maybe maybe I mean, are, are, there's is, always somebody that's getting picked on. That. There's always somebody getting picked on at camp, at right. any kind of camp, even like church camp. <laughs> and there's always that one kid, you know, he either stinks or he, you know, he didn't break his nose, right, or whatever, you know, some yeah. shit, you know. But yeah, they pick on him a lot, and you don't see why. It's just because I think he he wears glasses, yeah. which I think's that's lame. So I wear glasses. Yeah, yeah. Well, we pick on you too. But, so, uh, but you're, 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 you're only a mayor. <laughs> right, so. right. 
Yeah, colorblind bastard. <laughs> <laughs> but the uh, the kid who played Mozart, uh, Willie Cuskin, he was actually bullied during filming, like by the other actors. Yeah, I mean, mm. you put a lot of kids together, you know. Yeah, it's just kind of interesting how fiction followed, you know, right. true life there. But uh, it's the way of things. So, is the best line in this movie a carpenter's dream, uh, or excuse me, a real carpenter's dream, flat as a board and needs a screw, mm. <laughs> from our so kind Judy? Is that the best line in the movie? Eh. <laughs> That's quite possibly, yeah. It's pretty funny. And the way she it does caught it, me off guard on revisit because I didn't catch it back then, but nowadays, <laughs> yeah, well. I think the best line of the movie is at the end. <laughs> Just the hissing? Yep. <laughs> and the look. Um, yeah. We'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> but I think that's the best line of the movie. Okay. <laughs> that didn't translate well on Revisit either. <laughs> we'll get to yeah, that too. No, I, made sure, <laughs> I made sure all my kids were put away. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Make sure your kids put up. Don't, don't let them wander out during this. Gosh. But... Uh, so there's a water balloon fight on a roof. Yeah. I can honestly say I've done that as well. Oh. Yeah. Okay. At my friend's house, they, <laughs> he had an upstairs windows right led right off to the roof. And um, we knew some friends were coming over. And um, yeah, I th- actually, I think that day we had a bunch of water balloons and uh, those uh, soft air pellet guns. Oh, okay. And we were just fucking... He did a second floor water yeah. balloon ambush. Yeah. yeah. Nice. It's awesome, dude. Yeah. Okay. I've done that before. It's fun. Okay. Oh, yeah. I, it's just kind of like, wow, that's incredibly unsafe and probably not, Yeah. you know, shouldn't be happening. I support because... that kind of mischief. Okay. Tom <laughs> Foolery. <laughs> yeah, a little flaw in the movie there. They were up there on that roof, and then the counselor, dude, he, the, the owner, Mel, uh, Mel yeah, he, uh, he's like, get the hell down from there, and... Uh, they left all the shit up there. All like, the balloons, the buckets, the bucket, they just walk, literally leave walk that shit right up off. There. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the one guy that was up on the roof, uh, Billy, he goes off because he has to go take a wicked dump. <laughs> it's the 80s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, we get the uh, infamous bee death here, and totally impossible. <laughs> but I like the effort. You know, <laughs> the hive was like a foot in diameter. Yeah. And when the killer sticks the hive through the window, you literally see like a bee go off of it. Yes. That's what I was saying. Because like you don't and see then, any bees until we get the close up the of the face. Away, yeah. You, but you hear them the oh whole time. And then all of a sudden there's what, 300 bees? All just yeah, all over. Awesome. Yeah, they said they smothered like honey and some kind of other like sugary whatever all over it to get the bees. These are the deadly that. Amazon wasps, though. I mean, <laughs> yeah. they're not your common. I mean, they, worked, bee. <laughs> they worked fast. I mean, yes, they, they uh, man, he never had he never had a chance. <laughs> totally improbable way to die, though. Well, I mean, he could have got away. Sure. I mean, there was a thousand chances. To yeah. Just Crawl pull your drawers up and crawl underneath and get right. the hell out of there. I mean, you're Ooh. probably going to get some poo on you, but, you know, you're <laughs> not going to get dying. stung yeah. by these Because when you die, you Amazon. shit yourself, supposedly. No. So, you know, you might as well. 
I'm just saying. Evacuate the bowels. <laughs> God. So we get a flashback scene uh, when Angela, she's making out with Paul, the love interest. Odd. It's an yeah. odd flashback scene. We see uh, her dad and the other man in the very beginning of the movie caressing each other in bed and her and... Uh, Brother. Yeah, we're there at the door kind of snickering and laughing. And yeah, totally. Because <laughs> <And laughs> that's what I did when I was a fucking kid. <laughs> it, Ugh, it's dude, just, that's it's, so weird, dude. Not, it's, it's odd. Like it's, I said, really what weird. is up with this director's life? I mean, what made him... What fucked him up so bad? <laughs> <laughs> what happened at Camp Algonquin? God, man. But Poor dude. I gotta. I want to ask you. Where this. is Camp Algonquin or whatever? Algonquin. Algonquin. It's up in. It was in. Uh, oh, what was it? It's in upstate New York, Argyle, New York. Okay. Near Summit Lake. Somebody posted a YouTube video online of uh, exploring the. I think it was the Sleepaway Camp Two campground. Oh, okay. The remains of it. It's all grown over, and I don't think it was the first one though. Oh, okay. But it's an interesting watch because it's it's neat to see movie you know memorabilia grown over because it's been completely abandoned. No, I like uh, they do the YouTube videos of that where yeah. they go to locations. I like yeah. watching those videos; those are pretty neat. I liked when we went to go up to Evan City and we yeah, the Night of Living Dead, Monroeville um, Mall. That was fantastic. The Great Romero up, Run stuff, of you know, 2018. All, <laughs> yeah. that, all that stuff, you know, was nice and trimmed up oh, yeah. and everything, you know, so. That was, was so exactly awesome. Like, it, it, made, just, it made finding things a lot easier. You know? Yes, it really did. Yep. If we could just buy some black and white shades to put on where the world looks black and white, I oh, think I would have appreciated it a little man. bit <laughs> It's hard to see it in, you know, high definition in your naked eye compared I mean, if to you watch an the old black and white version, movie. You know? I have. Uh, yeah, that's cool. cool. Watch it that way. It's one that I can watch a colorized version of. I can't watch. Uh, it's one. I watch life. black and white though. I yeah, can't watch. It's a Wonderful Life in color. I've tried that. I've never done that. It's terrible. It's oh. like a totally different movie. You're like, ah, this is. Nope. Not my. It's a Wonderful Life. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think I'd be that way with the Munsters Adams family either. Yeah. If they colorized those, I mean, I've seen. They them, did. Like, they I, did. I've a seen some. Movies, I think. Well, those movies weren't yeah, the original made cast. for TV. Right. Movies. Right. Yeah. Either way, yeah, no. Don't colorize the monsters or Adamson or the Light of Living Dead. Yeah. I want to ask you guys. So, Angela, she doesn't speak early on in this movie at all. She's basically just kind of catatonic, more or less. But now halfway, she's kind of talking on the regular. And this kind of reminded me of Jamie Lloyd's character in oh Halloween God. Five. Okay. Oh man, I didn't think that. Yeah. And it's. <laughs> I don't know. I don't like it. I It's weird because it's like all of a sudden this kid that's just totally shut off from the world is... I'm not going to say she was a chatterbox, but she was speaking... She came completely out of her shell. Absolutely. In one shot. Yes. More or less. I guess it takes some time if you're that shy. Now, I mean, I understand. I mean, if they were there at this camp for a while, I mean, it wasn't just for like a week or whatever. I mean, they were there for quite a few weeks. Yeah. So well, yeah, summer camp usually is like a month and a half, two months, something like that. So we already kind of alluded to uh, the Mel character having a uh, bit of a fling with the Meg character, and we find that out later on in the movie. And that's just kind of ew. Like she wants to do it with Mel. 
And she's cute, man. Like, I think she's really cute in this. It's, uh, she was like, played by uh, Kathy Cammy. What the hell happened with this director? I mean, Jesus. There's a lot I of mean, stuff happening in this movie. Yeah. I wish I could do an interview. I wish we could interview him. Do what he's done. But, yeah. That'd be interesting. Man, I have so many questions for him. <laughs> and then we get a shower scene with Meg. Yeah. No nudity. Boo. Yeah. Yeah, the kill is not that great. To be it's honest. not, that, not great. that great. Her reaction yeah. is not that yeah. great. I think mm-hmm. the kill is fine. Her reaction is what doesn't make it fine. And then the fact that you know they try to reach in and rinse off the knife and everything, they only do, <laughs> do like it halfway. Yes, yeah. literally halfway, <laughs> right? But uh, so Mel was so convinced that Ricky was the killer, and in the one scene where he is yelling at Ricky, did you catch Ronnie? Our buff, like, lead mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he's in the background. Out. He's working out. Yes. Get swell on. Oh, man. This movie is... He ain't working out. You're not alive. Right? <laughs> you ain't living. <laughs> You're only cheating yourself. <laughs> gotta get... Gotta go get pumped. Oh, my God, dude. Yeah. So, Judy, who is our obnoxious, annoying bad girl who has lasted way longer in this movie than I thought that she should, which gave me hopes that since she did, we would get a gruesome, brutal death that would be so satisfying. Well, I think we did, but then the we, damn MPAA got in the yeah, way. Yeah, uh, we, we that shit to hell. Well, <laughs> I think what Felissa Rose and the Joe Bob uh, last yeah. she called it the jazz hands in the shadow or whatever. Yeah. That's what we get. But so everyone is aware of what is supposed of happening in this moment is a hot curling iron going up the hoo-ha. Hoo-ha. <laughs> That's pretty brutal. It is brutal. And it's, I don't know, the MPA really cut that, I guess, like you said. And it, I don't know. I was let down by that death scene. They filmed it, though, you reckon? I'm sure, yeah. Well, maybe someday, you know. And something I noticed with watching it in HD, uh, whenever the killer enter, like is standing at the doorway, opening the door, whenever yeah. Judy is there, yeah. it's kind of a giveaway because you can tell. Yeah, you know, I noticed that. Whereas if you know older versions, watching it on VHS or you know DVDs, that you know that weren't in high def, you can get away with that in shadow. But it, yeah. it shows up pretty well. I noticed. But uh, Robert Hilsick had some pretty odd tactics for his auditions. He made Jonathan Tiersten scream and cuss at him. Yeah. Well, I mean, he pretty much does the whole movie. Yeah, more or less. Defending his cousin. Yeah. Yep. And uh, he made all the actresses that were auditioning for Angela stare bug-eyed while eating a candy bar. Mm. Which is weird, kind of. Yeah, that's odd. A little suggestive. He does three musketeers. Just stand there. I like it. Don't blink. <laughs> Do not blink. <laughs> Weird. Don't like blink. you said, what happened at camp when you were a kid, Robert Hill? Yeah. <laughs> you know? But uh, Mel beat the hell out of Ricky, man. And we get a really cool arrow in the neck effect that's... Friday 13th, man. Yeah. All over it. It is, but All it's well it. done. I mean... I feel like it holds up pretty well. They took two kill scenes and made it into one, you know, pretty yeah. much. I, I don't know. I liked it. I What'd thought you it think, was. Dave? I mean, yeah, that's that's what I thought immediately. 
Well, I mean, this is clearly a Friday ripoff. Yeah. I mean, with its own twist. (laughs) Yeah, with uh, the traumatic life of Robert Hiltzik. Apparently. Mixed with Friday the 13th. (laughs) God damn. Did you catch that cop, the cop's mustache? No, I it didn't. is so fake. Is like, it? Yeah, I, I, it's I, so it's so <laughs> awfully fake. It's like, why did you even bother? <laughs> like, I'm <laughs> serious. It's, it's bad. That. It is so bad. Yeah, it is so fake. It's awful. Get, get an eye on the mayor. <laughs> well, you couldn't miss. <laughs> I'm gonna. It, I'm gonna I, missed, it. I missed it. I did too. <laughs> I wasn't looking for it though. I can't. Yeah. I can't say I was like. Oh, I wonder. I wasn't either. Fake it, it, it found me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we get this final flashback reveal after Angela tells uh, who was it, Paul to meet her down at the waterfront. And uh, we kind of figure out that Angela is not actually Angela. Angela is Peter. And yes. Angela was the child that perished in the boating accident that we saw in yeah. the beginning. Instead of the brother. Yeah. Right. And, uh... Creepy Aunt Martha. You get the (laughs) holy grail of what-the-fuck moments in cinema history. Yeah. I don't think I'm overselling it here. No, you're not. Uh, Aunt Martha just wanted to go... You couldn't predict this if you had... No, no. not at all. (laughs) I'll tell you what. It's more unpredictable than the Saul reveal at the end of the first Saul. I think it's on par. Is it? I mean, I, for me, it's on par. I have to think about it, that, but that's a that's a good measuring stick. Yeah, I get it. That's a good measuring stick. Yeah, that's yeah. I don't know, man. It it was just kind. Of, I I I wish I could have had myself be filmed <laughs> watching this scene for the first oh, time. God. Yeah. I think everyone does because yeah. it would be epic. Of course, that's what I said at the end of it. I was like shocked, and then I was just like, yeah, of course. With everything this else, we've seen, like, yeah, there's okay. A, uh, subliminal, I mean, there's definitely a jaw drop that you can't control. I mean, yeah. yeah, you're just like, what? Is going yeah, on? I mean, you know, they kind of reference it early in the movie with Judy being a bitch toward Angela, you know, like, and it was, it, I kind of got, you know, the Carrie, you know, you know, uh, take see, from it and everything, you know, like, well, mm-hmm. why aren't you showering or showering mm-hmm. with us and everything like that? And they drop subtle, subtle hints. Man, oh man, it's, yeah, no, it, it's, it's not because she isn't. Uh, it's not because she hasn't hit puberty at all. <laughs> <laughs> the shock, fact, the shocking <laughs> ending isn't that she's the killer. It's that she's a, she's the killer. She's got a dick, but a guy. <laughs> She's which is a man, which man. is yeah. it's so coolly shot. You know, it, it's it's really cool. It's so they creepy. got an actual guy. Yes. Yeah. To get... and then they just took the mask. They took yep. a, made a mask of her face. And if you want to talk about the difference on seeing on an old VHS copy and seeing it in HD right. on a four K seventy inch TV, yeah, uh, night you, you see a big white blur around <laughs> her head. That doesn't match the body, and yeah. it's like, oh, it's the worst photo yeah, I've ever yeah. seen. But it's so unsettling and off. It's cool, you know, because you know she, she's just sitting there, or he's just sitting there, you know, with the head of Paul and everything, and the guy, the camp counselor, the Ronnie, Royed out Ronnie, yeah, Royed out Ronnie. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, Royed out Ronnie. Damn it! Why didn't we think of that sooner? I just did. No. Damn. <laughs> Um, We're gonna hashtag yeah, that so, on the episode. No doubt. Yeah, he, he's like, 
oh my god, it's a guy. And then she's just standing there like with her catatonic state and big old dick. Big old dick. Hanging <laughs> <laughs> out. I it's her name, Big Dick. <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah, I mean, it's just, oh my And I guess, I guess this, uh, it was a college kid that was local in the area, and I guess he downed a, ja- a bottle of Jack Daniels, and he just went out there and went for it. Yeah. I and understood he had to be drunk, yeah. He wouldn't. I think I probably would have to be also. If I was built like that, yeah, he's pretty. It's just, you know, I mean, it's just. Yeah, it's just a big shock. I mean, yeah. you, you just you never see it coming ever. And I'm gonna tell you, and if you've never, if you say that, oh, I knew that's what it was like. Fuck you, yeah, you're, you're lying. No, right, you're that. lying. Okay, <laughs> nobody saw this coming except Robert. Robert I mean, Hilton. yeah, you probably seen that Angela was the killer. But sure. The big twist, you know. The, yeah. I mean, M. Night Shyamalan before. <laughs> <laughs> He he schlonglonged us before fucking schlonglonged. What a twist, you know? Yeah. I mean, shit. Did you, have you, whenever we get, and that's the thing too, like we also, we get that hissing breathing that's so <laughs> off-putting <laughs> and unsettling. And then it just, the freeze frame on her face and then it stays there with the entire ending credits. And... We, did you ever listen to the ending theme song? It's called Angela's Theme. You're just what I've been looking for by Frankie Vinci. Did you no. ever like really pay attention to the lyrics? No. It's weird. Knowing what the movie's about and saying like, Angela, you're just what I'm looking for. It's talking something about like every, every boy's dream or something. Like that. And I'm just like... Keep saying that. No. Oh my God. No. This is, That's what I'm saying. What the fuck, director? I mean, right. What has gone on yeah. in your life? Yeah. It's you know? it's something, man. But it's it's a weird song. And going on with the song theme, have you ever heard the song from Weird Al Yankovic, "Nature Trail to Hell" in 3D? Yeah, it was on his. Oh, you have? Yeah, I've heard it. Okay, yeah. it was released on his 1984 album in 3D. And apparently, this movie and Friday the Thirteenth Part Three influenced that song. Sure. Yeah. Okay. I I listened to it uh, earlier today, and it's. Yeah, I, I get it, and it's just a straight it's up weird It's not his best work, yeah. No, but it's it's weird out. It's not one of his polkas, though, is it? No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, I usually skip over this. <laughs> no, but, yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting, so. But, yeah, just, I don't know. Is that the biggest, like, holy shit, what the hell moment as far as... In cinema? Like yeah. I said, I mean, Saul, that, I mean, that really... I didn't see that coming at the end of that when I first watched it. So, you know, I'd say those are the two for me. So, arguably, maybe number one in the horror genre. Possible. Yeah, I consider Saw horror. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Yeah. that's what I was saying. Before Saw, it was easily the most shocking. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Before Saw. Yeah. I, 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 for me, it's got to be, it's easily in the top five of the, like, shocking ending moments. And Saw is in that group too for me personally because when I first saw that ending I was just, <laughs> I bought it on DVD came home watched it for the first time the credits are rolling and I'm calling people like hey have you seen this movie Saw? like I'll come over let's rewatch it you know and I that's how blown away I was by this movie but well guys I think that pretty much does it for Sleepaway Camp Man. unless you guys have anything else you want to tack on here uh, not much <laughs> Well, no, I think we're good, man. Angela we pretty much uh, put the exclamation point on everything, huh? Yeah. So, 
All right. Well, who wants to take it first? So Sleepaway Camp for me is just a very fun, campy movie that, um, you know, you can't go wrong watching it. Just make sure the kids aren't you know, <laughs> anywhere near it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, it, you know, it, it's, it's always been a fun movie for me. I, I enjoy watching it. It's, um, I don't know, the shock value at the end is just... It still shocks me to this day, you know, thinking about it. I'm like, shit, what kind... I mean, why would you make a movie like this, you know? I mean, I, I just always wonder what the hell is going through that guy's head, you know? Since it's so, you know, attached to his original... To his real life and stuff, you know? It's fucking weird. Um, it's definitely odd. They, they released it in... The, the DVD release in 2003 actually cut out the memoriam... Or in memory of his mom yeah. and stuff. You know why? Why? Because it's fucking weird, dude. You know? Yeah. So, <laughs> I, I thought there was other... The no, that's... Reason. I guarantee you, that's the reason why you cut something yeah. like that out, you know, yeah. on the release of it. Because it's so... It just makes no sense. Anyway. <laughs> but for a, you know, slasher-esque kind of movie, you know, because it, there's very little slashing and stuff, you know... <laughs> You know, it, it does POV shots, you know, just like Friday, the original Friday 13th did. You know, it, there's a lot of inspiration from it. I mean, you know, okay, for so killer wise. Do you, you agree know? that this is a slasher? I would put it in slasher, would but you? man, it's minor. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. You know, so, no, I would say. But, but you think like, it's kind of fringe almost? Yeah, I do. Okay. Yeah, it's almost like you know, popcorn, you know? It's just, it's, I got you. it's weird, dude. Now, there's not another movie like Sleepaway Camp. Not at all. It's a seven. Out of ten for me. Seven out of ten. Seven out of ten. Oh, and not. I have fun with it. There's definitely rewatchable, you know, okay. ability to it. So, what do you? Just curious. Uh, what do you think of the sequels, two, three, and Return? Eh. I mean, they didn't use the original Angela. Yeah. Which it was Bruce Springsteen's sister or something, wasn't it? Something like that? Or something? I don't know. Yeah, something. It didn't work for me. It's not as good as the first right. one. <laughs> I, I, I feel like so. they're, they're a little... And they take place in different places and shit, you know, different camps. and Or they go back. I'll say the they, I think one. they rename. Yeah they, yeah, yeah, they rename it, but it's the same place in the third one, I think. In the second one, it's it's totally different. I don't know, you know. And then I mean, Angela's cured or something, you know. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how you cure uh, that. <laughs> I and then release somebody back into society. It just makes no sense. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I enjoyed some of the the kills that were like yeah, sure. some creative yeah. campy. But the, the storyline, yeah, it's flimsy. They decline. Yeah. It's fucked. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I had more fun with the return to Sleepaway Camp that were released in the two thousands than I did with two and three. To be honest with you, they're supposedly remaking this. Yeah, sometime this year, next year, they're going to re reboot remake. That's what I've I heard. It's not true. Don't remake it. Don't remake it. Don't touch it. Just leave it be. Yeah. All right, King, what sayeth you? Well, this is one of those shock movies, and <laughs> I like shock movies for some reason. I, I don't know. I get my kicks off shock movies. And uh, this last week, I was I was on an Asian movie kick just because okay. they have a, a weird, different taste of shocking. Sure. Yeah, in their culture, and, and that interests me. That's just something different. It's not, you know, it's like a different flavor of a steak, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyway, Sleepaway Camp is, is one of those shock movies, and to me, that's a different flavor of steak from most of the horror slashers. And 
the, the finish to me brings the rating up like two points and I, I don't think I can say that about any other movie like wow to me the movie all the way until the ending is I could I could almost always rate a movie before it's done I can before the finish I'm like yeah this is gonna be a, a six or an eight or something you know right. and I would be like that with Sleepaway Camp but Sleepaway Camp's finish bumps that rating up considerably because it is no way in hell <laughs> you're gonna guess that if, if you're talking about Saul being one that you'd never guess the ending which is true I feel like given a hundred chances to guess the ending I would guess the Saul ending before I would guess the Sleepaway Camp I agree <laughs> I agree <laughs> To me, that's where it lies in shock factor. Sure. So I'm going to call it an eight. Wow. King coming I in I like hot. this movie because of the nice. shock factor. Nice. Nice. Okay. There it is. Awesome. Okay, well, Sleepaway Camp from 1983 was written directed by Robert Hiltzik, and he only directed this and the return to Sleepaway Camp in 2008. And do you know what he ended up doing in his time in between? Hmm. He took up law. Took he was up a, law. He was huh. a lawyer. Hmm. Yeah, interesting. Uh, had alternate titles, Nightmare Vacation in the UK and Summer Camp Inferno in Japan. It's rated R, runtime of an hour and 24 minutes. It was released November 18th, 1983, although it premiered in 15 LA theaters on May 25th of 1983. On an estimated $350,000 budget, it took in around 90000 its opening weekend and grossed $11 million in the U.S. It is streaming. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's streaming for free with ads on Tubi TV as well as Parts 2 and 3. And streaming for free on Amazon Prime for Amazon Prime users. Or you can rent it for $2.99 or buy it for $7.99 on Amazon Prime. IMDb has this as a 6.3 out of 10, a meta score of 58. A Rotten Tomatoes score of 82% and an audience score of 60%. That's a good score for Rotten Tomatoes. Man. I'm shocked by really that. Good. I hope they're with really, me on that. Yeah. I'm really shocked by that one. I was surprised, yes. <clears throat> but uh, this is a dirty, sleazy little flick that kind of makes you feel uneasy quite a few times throughout, mm. man. It's <laughs> like everyone at Camp Arawak is either a weirdo, a pedophile, or they're just an asshole. Like, I don't want to go to this camp. Yeah. At no, all. Definitely not. Yeah. You know. Uh, the acting... Oh, good. No, I was going to say, like, the, the cover of the movie, you know, on VHS and stuff, you oh, know, it awesome. does it well, you know. It's like, you know, the shoe the dripping water and blood and stuff, knife going through it, but then in the back is that letter, note, you know, yeah. to mom and dad, like, I fucking hate camp, you know. Yeah. Sucks, you know? <laughs> We're getting really scared. Yeah. <laughs> that would be me. Like, you guys didn't get me out of here. Like, right. come pick me up <laughs> now. And roll quick. Get a hold of Mel. Make this happen. But uh, before he kills me, yeah, beats the shit out of me. But but uh, the acting in this is not good. Uh, it's better than Psycho Cop. But the storyline is actually the storyline is actually pretty good in this. Yeah, I'll be totally honest with you. I just feel like on a shoestring, sleaze kind of grindhouse early '80s slasher budget type movie this is the best they could have come up with you know which screams remake right if you think about it in that regard but i'm with you lord leave this alone this is uh this is a special little movie man (laughs) it is it it it's just got a place for me that uh that no other movie could ever hold i mean it's 
it, it's it's that unique of a movie. But uh, Felissa Rose, I will say, she did pretty well. But again, she didn't have much to do for the most part except to stare off blankly. But it was effective. Um, there are some solid, albeit unrealistic, but creative kills. And you get some pretty good special effects, I think. Do you think that that internet shit, that Momo shit, had mm. kind of an inspiration off of the, the, the face of Angela from this movie? Because, man... Never you know, that. at the yeah. end, at the end of the movie, man. You know, when it, you know, yeah. the yeah, big reveal. Okay. You know, and the the mask is kind of handing off the dude a little wonky and shit, and you know, it's like she's almost it's like this. Like, you know, yeah, it's exactly looking off to a side. Yeah, like, looking off to the side and downward and stuff. I never know? considered um, that. It, it almost looks like that is kind of where it was derived from. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. It's like you I took... I have considered uh, it, but you definitely have planned it in my head. It's kind of like you took an exaggerated, almost Asian... Yeah. Like, you like... Yeah. So it's Angela mixed in with the rain chick. Hmm. Okay. And that's Momo. Okay. Samara. <laughs> Is it Samara? Samara. Yeah, yeah, there you okay. go. That's it. So there I never thought that's of that. That's your mix. That's... Uh, Wow. You've okay. planted a new seed in my brain. Yeah. Boom. Thank planted. you, Catcher. It's called Inception. I don't want to do that. That's a bad shit. <laughs> but uh, I felt like this, hap- this movie captured an accurate depiction of what summer camp would have been like in the early 80s for the most part, minus all the murder. <laughs> but uh, it's campy. It's gritty. It is Velveeta extra cheesy. It is low-budget fun. Enjoy it for what it's worth. Don't take it too seriously. Nah. And if I didn't hold the nostalgia and the twist ending so highly, this movie is no better than a five, five and a half out of ten. This is a six and a half out of ten for me. Oh. I, I really enjoy this movie. Um, some of the flaws, I can't look past, but that ending, the story itself, the special effects, the mostly satisfying kills, for me at least, yeah, this is this is absolutely a must-watch, and it holds rewatchability sure. for me. Absolutely. But a six and a half out of ten, I came on the low end on this. But it's all right. Okay, yeah. there it's it is. This concludes our review of Sleepaway Camp from 1983. We hope you enjoyed listening as much as we did discussing it. You can find us on Facebook at Nostalgia Highway Podcast and be on the lookout for new announcements, and drawings, and updates. You can also email the show at nostalgiahighwaypodcast at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter now, so... You can find us there at Highway NHP. So there's all kinds of ways you can reach us. So if you have any ideas on future episodes, input on older episodes, or any questions, we'd love to hear from you. Please. Yep. You do that really good. Yeah, yeah, you do. Damn. Do it again. No, I don't think I can. Do the twit. I can't. Twit it. Tweet. Send a tweet, Dave. (laughs) (laughs) You got it. And we also want to give another uh, huge thank you to Cody Jones and Sean Jackson for our closing in music for the show. So, on behalf of Lord Ketchum and Dave King of the Road, I am your host, the Mayor Matt Lawson, and we thank you so much once again for hitching a ride along with us, and we'll catch you out next time on the highway. What are you doing drinking Bush Light? That's what I bought. Hams, the beer of the horror of champions. I understand. I get that. And Hams is not readily available at my nearest 
uh, retailer. It's available in one nearest retailer for like three fifty a six pack. And I'm jealous. And you're American beer, God. Oh my goodness. Hey, I like foreign beer. I like imports. It's, it's more expensive. Oh yes. We're on a shoestring budget along the <laughs> nostalgia highway. 